Gabe, the hard part. Yeah, man. With a skin fade. That's not, legit. No, no, no. I did not go skin fade. I went taper. Okay. Where'd you get it at? Visions Barbershop in Galpolis Ferry, West Virginia. Who did it? Jason Bush, man. But here's the thing. Jason's not the only barber in Visions. There's Jason and Justin. And Justin is solid also. Really? These are the most consistent barbers I've ever uh, had a haircut from. Yeah. Ever. You go there, what? Every two weeks. Yeah. Traditionally. So what do they do for your beard? Your beard is very well molded there. Oh, it, well, well. I see you grabbing it. Yes, 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 yes. Thankfully. You're talking like a what, mad what, scientist what, what, right what, now. I, I know, but like the, the fact that I can like wear a mask and they can still shape my beard yeah. is ab- absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, COVID rules and stuff oh, like no. that. So, yeah. I mean, th- they do a great job. It's a clean shop. They've got a great atmosphere, man. And they're man, they're just so consistent. I can go in every single time, but right. I can get, still get the same quality haircut from Jason every time. So if you want to talk about Appalachia, these guys are the epitome of Appalachia. Oh, they, they fit And Appalachia. their shop is Appalachian. Yeah, so, yeah. Guys, uh, if you get a chance... And you're coming through Point Pleasant, coming through Galplus Ferry. You need to stop at Visions Barbershop in Galplus Ferry, West Virginia. They are the official barbers of What's, What's Appalachian. Hey. What's Daddy's podcast called? What's Appalachian? So I'm half white, half black. Um, and it's kind of weird. You never really feel like you're connecting with yeah. either community. Welcome back to another week of What's Appalachian. And this is Gabe Roush with Cody Greathouse. And uh, it's another week of BSing, having a couple cold ones and talking about some stuff about Appalachia. Yeah, yeah, a little uh, a little icy outside, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is. I, I like this eight inches of snow over top of a quarter inch of ice. Well, I'm a snow guy, so yeah, I, I love snow. With it, so no, no, I, I, I won't complain. No, I won't either. So you know, yeah. So how's the how's the week been, Gabe? It, it it's been all right. It's been all right. I mean, sports are back in. They are, man. I know that, I, af- I, that affects both of us. So <laughs> when the weather isn't canceled, as if I don't see you every day anyway. <laughs> like I see you every day at work now. Yeah. It, so it's nice. And it's lovely. Yeah. It's, it's it is. It's quite pleasant. It is. No, but it's it's been a good week. How about yeah. you? No, it's it's been good. Uh, you know, school's been out because of snow days, whatever. But uh, I'm glad that we're I'm I'm with you. I'm glad we're back in the gym. I'm glad we can be uh, making some differences here, uh, with with our athletes and and yeah, they're doing their thing. So yeah, you know, man, as as we sit here and talk about like Appalachian stuff, and then there's two guys that deal mostly with secondary school athletes. Yeah, this that's kind of a unique perspective, isn't it? It is. Yeah, well, it is. Maybe, I agree. Uh, maybe one of these days we'll kind of talk a little bit of that on our upcoming Patreon account. Patreon? Yeah, man. We're going to start a Patreon that launches uh, March 1st. March 1st. Yep. yep. So just in a few weeks, we're going to have a lot of uh, bonus material, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, there are a few tiers that you guys can uh, see on our... I'm sure we'll have it on our social media. There's a few tiers that you guys can... Um, take a peek at in terms of uh, what you want to uh, subscribe with and, yeah. and take a run at it from there. Anywhere from a dollar to 
up to $150. Which we'll explain more of that here in the near future. Yeah, but, we uh, will. We will. It's 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 kind of funny. Don't don't uh, take us too serious. Don't on take that. your breath away with 150. It's it's kind of funny, <laughs> but uh, realistically, it's uh, as low as a dollar up to. 25 bucks yep, up to 25 so, and so you guys will get some good merch uh gabe and i have some uh great merch uh, in the works with mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. hats coming up um i'm really excited about those hats i aren't really too, patreon uh, no but i'm material, saying just to still. just to order yeah yeah, I, I, yeah i'm excited for uh i'm excited for the hats to see how our hats turn out and and uh you know at, at the end of the day my my patented uh for sure know, <laughs> <laughs> phrase i'm i'm beyond thankful for everyone uh that, that's tuned into us and has chipped in with guys we're sitting here right now with with top dollar uh equipment because of you guys yeah because and, of you guys and our our great sponsors yeah which, and our which sponsors, we'll get to which we will get to uh it's man it, it's unreal that yeah. we're sitting here with some uh four months later and working I, I don't even know what to say I don't either. Our yeah. downloads have been astronomical in terms of uh, going at it for four months. Yeah. Where we've been over a thousand downloads per month, and yeah. you guys just <laughs> like to listen to Gabe and I bullshit, and that's literally it. it cheers. So cheers to that. But uh, thank you guys for, for what you've done for us so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we just continue to push out quality content. Mm-hmm. We're thankful for our... Uh, Sound guy Andy Layton sitting yeah. over there. I know he's got to say anything, but uh, thankful for Andy too for coming on board and, and showing us the ropes. And he's taught and us a lot. He's showed us the way. Oh, dude, yeah. this is the way. This is the way. I'm the captain now. <laughs> That's a different movie, but yeah, that, my I, thing is like Andy's done a hell of a job <laughs> with us with uh, with nah. with audio and whatnot, and and he's going to continue to be a part of our process when we grow uh helped us with patreon things like that it's just so be sure to stay tuned for the yeah dude i'm stoked but please be sure to stay tuned for the patreon information like i said we will be launching that march 1st Mm -hmm. so in just a couple weeks so additional content uh we'll be starting on some video content yeah i'm excited to be earning some early access it's gonna be good and some additional access to different parts of our lives so i'm I'm, I'm pretty excited about that so um guys uh strap on your seatbelt and hopefully you hop into the uh what's appalachian uh video content patreon stuff coming up so so we really want to make it worth your while definitely and, and uh just bring you the best of uh appalachia from our perspective yeah so coming into this week, Gabe, I need to know, what are you drinking to this week? What I'm drinking to, man. I'm going to Go drink. Ahead. I'm going to drink to. Let me hear it. Okay. I'm going to drink to those uh, 4,000 downloads we've acquired in the past less than four months. Yeah. that's. I'm, I'm uh, proud of that, man. I mean. That's been nuts. And, and it's, it's not like we're trying to do anything outstanding. We're just hanging out. Doing what we normally do on a Saturday evening, even though it's <laughs> a Thursday right now. Well, but you know, but but still, there's a snowstorm, so we're yeah, both off work. Storm. Yeah, we're going that, in that, late. That so. does help. That does help. But I, I'm 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 going to drink to the folks that have uh, been listening in, downloading us each week. Well, let's talk about that for a second. I think it's a good point to bring yeah. up. I think, dude, it, we're two guys that. Literally one night when we were drinking a couple of beers, our wives said, "You guys should start a podcast." <laughs> and I was like, "And here we are." Uh, exactly. That was and then, the. And then that next morning, 
like after that moment of clarity of like, eh, I probably had a couple too many beers, but man, we do have good conversation. We do. We have great conversation. That's, that's, that's really what has kind of sparked our, our relationship as neighbors and really best friends. No, no. Essentially I, I because agree. like, yeah. we care about the community. We care about the region and we're always throwing stuff off well, each you, other. I, I tell you what's opened my eyes the most is you look at the uh, the emails we've gotten from people around mm-hmm. Appalachia, not even around West Virginia. I'm talking around Appalachia, Appalachia. Kentucky, Washington, D.C., yeah. Kentucky, all these areas that people have Virginia, emailed Tennessee. us from. Tennessee. Yes. Like, that's the difference we're making. And yeah, it's just because, yeah. it, you know, patent it, like, at the end of the day... Mm. We signed up to make a difference in our community, and we have. Yeah, yeah. and uh, people people want to want to jump on board too in their own respective communities, and and that's what's uh, that that's what's necessary. You know, it's a it's a team effort, and that's what matters. Yeah, I, and my favorite part of what of about what we do is we we do our best to stay positive because there we don't really want to bitch and complain about stuff. Yeah, I mean, unless we have a solution, yeah, to to go with our complaint or our issue. So, I know that's something that we both take to our approach with city council. We do, yeah, um, or civic involvement. Period. Yeah, but yeah, I uh, just to kind of bring it back in. Uh, appreciate the four thousand downloads, folks, yeah, and uh, we, we hope to keep bringing you. We hope to keep bringing you good stuff and good conversation and good stories from across Appalachia as we kind of spread out. From outside of West Virginia into Kentucky, Virginia, and Tennessee, yeah. and we, and we will, and so on and so we forth. Yeah, so thank you guys. Uh, but but something I'm gonna drink to tonight, man. Uh, yeah. One thing I want to drink to that that uh, is um, very important to me is, dude. Y- you think of the week we've had, okay? Uh, weather wise, I'm a weather guy. Gabe knows this. I'm a big weather guy. Follows I always, what Chris Bailey out of Kentucky. Uh, Chris Bailey out of Kentucky is uh, one of my. I want to tag him in this. Please do yeah. because he he deserves it. Chris Bailey has gone. You know, I know I'm going complete nerd mode here, but like Chris Bailey gets his website from uh, GoDaddy.com, and that's crashed because he's had over 1.5 million people download. You know, try most to access reliable man in the tri-state area because he is. Yeah, the dude never sleeps. Yeah, and you know, my hats off to not not only Chris Bailey because of his reporting. Like he called, he called what was happening in our area, and and I know a lot of people. You know, weather is subjective, and I get that, and and. Just for our listeners out there, like I'm a big weather nerd. I was nerd. gonna say, like, you're going off on a I am. Here. I'm sorry, but like I'm a big weather nerd. Uh when I went to college, like I wanted to be a meteorologist. That was my first go to uh when I was a kid. Always, Cavalier. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but like I, I've just always been I've always been into weather and uh, you know, shout out to Big Dan Tinch. He's big into weather too. We always we always text back and forth. Andy, our sound guy, would tell you like Weatherman Dan. Yeah. Andy will tell you straight up, like, me and Big Dan, we always have these conversations about weather. But, like, I, I will tell you what I'm drinking to tonight are the uh, AEP workers, the state road workers. Hey. I, 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 yeah, guys, you're, you're talking a massive ice storm come through that are leaving. These people are leaving their families. And we're not talking about just our immediate area. We're talking about eastern Kentucky. We're talking about Appalachia. Throughout, throughout Appalachia. 
I mean, I, I, I'll give some kudos down to the guys that are cleaning up the power company's mess in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, a good one, I'm man. drinking to you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm very thankful. I think there's a lot. Of, I think a lot of the time we we go through our daily lives and we forget about the 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 fact that uh, you know some of the they're not necessities, but but some of the things that we go through that we uh, handle throughout the day um, in terms of Wi-Fi, the, these things that we have, um, it's because of these people that climb these 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 electric poles and and. Do what they need to do uh, to to get us where we need to be, yeah. you know. And and as a teacher, like I think of my students, like it, it's a crazy ass year because you know these kids are trying to avoid COVID, but yet an ice storm hits, and it's like how can they how can they learn? How can they join these classrooms? And it's like the power companies, these people that are sacrificing their lives, their time with families. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking to these people because, you know, they are doing what what needs to be done mm-hmm. to keep the ball rolling with a lot of places. Agreed. You know, Agreed. so no, I'm going I'm to throw one back to Cheers. the lineman. You know, my brother-in-law, he's a lineman. I know he is. Yeah, I, I so think he, about Matt often, there, man. Yeah, he, he, he's out I there do. busting that. So I think about Matt often. I appreciate often. him. Definitely, definitely. Sure. I appreciate the shit out of him. And, yeah. and uh you know, we, we didn't really get hit. We we did get hit, don't get me wrong, uh, with this past ice storm. We did get hit. Not as hard as... Gabe and I summer. were thankful yeah. that we didn't get hit, but uh, a lot of people, we, you know, did get uh, quite a bit of ice and, and power outages and things of that sort. So, you know, thank you to those that, that sacrificed their time and, and lives to, to go out and give us some... Uh, <laughs> Not even necessities, man. It's just it blows my mind that these people risk their lives daily to not eat, to give us things that that we don't need to survive. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean Internet, it, cable, yeah. yeah it, right? it just I don't know. Outside even, of electricity, yeah, it, like, it's uh, it's kind of mind blowing yeah. to think that these people, you know, uh, risk their lives to to give us things that we don't need. Yeah, I guess. But to move on, um. I'm really excited about tonight's interview with Clarissa. Kind of rounds out our uh, Black History Month. It does. And I think it feeds off of, you know, what we were talking about, people sacrificing time to make others, uh, you know, not necessarily better, but but feel more comfortable. And Mm -hmm. that's what Mm -hmm. Clarissa does uh, within the daily realm of her job. Oh, yeah, as a a counselor within a grade school. Yeah. I mean... She's really doing God's work. No, uh, within yeah. the education system within West Virginia, within Appalachia. Like, I I hope we get more people like her, man. I do too. Uh, Clarissa is an asset because you know uh, I, I've I've grown up with her and, and uh, went to the same high school as her, and and I've always held her in a in a very highly respective light. Such a positive person. Very, very. I mean, you, you listen to uh, even. This interview, even afterward, the discussion we had with her, uh, Clarissa stuck around with us for another two hours. Two hours, yeah, just, just sitting, hang out, and talking. Nothing but smiles. And yeah, just, like hanging out, just talking. Just, but, you just know, good stuff, man. But that's contagious, dude. Very. And that's what very, our kids need. So, guys, I hope you uh, saddle up and get ready for this uh, conversation with Clarissa Alabiasama.
So we're here with Clarissa Labiasama. And uh, as you guys know, uh, as our listeners at What's Appalachian, we are celebrating uh, Black History Month. Clarissa actually went to the same high school as me, graduated from the high, same high school as me. And here we are. Here we are. What is life? I mean, let's get let's get into that question. Yeah. Like, what is life? Why are you looking at me when you ask that question? I don't know. <laughs> it's just everything comes around full circle. You know what I mean? That's true. That's a very large question. I know. We're <laughs> getting philosophical. Philosophological on what's Appalachian. Dear Lord. All right. <laughs> so anyway, Clarissa's with us. Uh, super excited to have her on. She she has a pretty unique perspective in terms of growing up in Appalachia. And, and uh, she's giving me like this iffy look right now, but I know she does. Um, so, you know, we'll start off with Clarissa. Just give us a little bit about yourself. What, what's what's up in Clarissa's life growing up in West Virginia? Growing up in West Virginia. So, yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm Clarissa, like Cody said. Um, right now, I am an ele- elementary school counselor at Roosevelt Elementary. And it was actually one of the only elementary schools in Mason County that I had never been to yeah. before <laughs> I started working there, yeah. nice. which I think is kind of funny. Um Growing up in Appalachia, though, I'd say I have the same unique experience that everyone did, but maybe just a little bit different also considering the fact that I'm black. Yeah. Um, growing up in a mostly white community. Right. Um, and so I was raised by a single mother, and um, so I'm not connected with my dad's side of the family. My mom is from West Virginia. Right. That's how we ended up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I loved it. I really did. I think a lot of people would say that they might not have liked it or that it was really hard. Um, I didn't really feel that way. Right. I had a lot of support with friends, families, and churches, Mm -hmm. um, my family as well, Um, and at school especially. I always loved school growing up. (laughs) Um, I tweeted something the other day saying that I used to go to summer school <laughs> just for, <laughs> just for <laughs> Clarissa, shut up. <laughs> no, you I, did not. I really did. 100%. Solid. Yep. I, I used to go to summer school for fun. Just for just, fun? Just because I could. Just something to do. I love school that it, much. It, it uh, is what it is, Interesting man. extracurriculars. I respect it. I respect like, it. Yeah, I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> That's I like okay. it, though. That's okay. I do like it. Yeah. I never knew that. Yep. And so... Um, I think that that was really one thing that helped me love it so much mm-hmm. was the fact that I was good in school and I enjoyed it and yeah. I was able to make good friends, things like that. Right. Um, but there also, there were hard things um, growing up black in Appalachia. Um, but I'm also half white, so I'm half white, half black. Um, and it kind of weird you never really feel like you're connecting with either community um like ever right that's kind of how i felt yeah um but i never really thought much about it when you're growing up as a kid i wasn't really super deep thinker a lot of times yeah um i remember like probably one of the first times i ever thought about like my cultural identity like seriously was my freshman year of undergrad um I was taking an honors life skills class Mm -hmm. and the professor is is a counselor. Right. Um, And so that was also really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Favorite class to date. It was great. Um, And I had said something about how when I was growing up, my friends would always say, you're 
the whitest black girl I know. Right. And then she looked at me and she was like, I'm so sorry that they said that yeah. to you. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. Didn't really dawn on I you guess, until then. Yeah. Right. Man. And I'm like, hmm. I never really thought about right. like how that was actually impacting me and kind of hurting me in a sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, you know, I speak well and I get good grades and everything like that. So, yeah. you know, sure. <laughs> well, and that's not something that's, I mean, that's not uh, rare around here. You know, even mm. growing up um, with with my black friends, like I knew, I know people that said those things to the, the exact same thing that they said to you. Right. And I think they were in the same boat as you. Like they didn't really understand. It really didn't, I guess it really didn't hit home to them uh, at the time just because, you know, you just went along with it and, you know, they're your friends and you just don't really expect, I I, I don't know, I, I can't really speak for them, but I, I just remember sitting there hearing them say those things, uh, uh, the same thing that, that you said. So I, I can definitely see that for sure. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's that's a really unfair thing to put upon a person. Like yeah. you, you act more of a different race than what you are. Like that's... I mean, I know that it's probably really commonly said and heard, I guarantee but, I, but yeah. I mean, I mean, just because like, like you said, you speak well, you enjoy school, like, well, that, that, that automatically puts a negative stereotype in the play for people of color in the first place. Yeah. Just right. like, oh, well, will you act better than the rest of your race? Like that, that, yeah. that bothers me to hear. Yeah. So I can't imagine you being on the receiving end of that. Right. right. And, and I mean, that does kind of suck that like you were so surrounded by that growing up that you just didn't have a second thought about that until mm -hmm. someone was like, man, I'm really really sorry you had to deal with that yeah so that, that's that, that's crazy right so clarissa is um like she had said she's a school counselor uh at roosevelt elementary which by the way i had never stepped foot in roosevelt elementary until after high school uh and i don't know i just wanted to share that tidbit of information my wife teaches it Roosevelt. Gabe's Roosevelt. wife teaches at Roosevelt. <laughs> there you go. Um, We're all connected. <laughs> so, I mean, she has an impact on, on a lot of kids' lives through that realm. I've worked with Clarissa for a short stint of time, um, and and I know what she brings to the table in terms of being a counselor and, and you know, uh, reaching out to the kids and things like that. Clarissa, what, what um, I mean, what, what had driven you? You talked about your professor reaching out to you and, and kind of opening your eyes to that, and, and he was a counselor? She, she was a counselor. Mm -hmm. um, and... and you know, certainly she probably had an impact on you, I'm sure. You said it was your favorite class. So, I mean, what, what really led you down that road of, of counseling? Yeah, so I actually decided that I wanted to be a school counselor when I was still in high school. Really? Uh, yeah. So that's been the plan all, not all along, but mostly. Yeah. Um, it was probably second semester of senior year. Yeah. I had changed my mind from wanting to be an orthodontist to a photographer because I was on yearbook and yeah. I love taking pictures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, I remember in the fall I had said that I wanted to major in psychology and criminology. So the mental health aspect had always kind of been there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then senior year is full of applying to scholarships oh, and yeah. things like that. I'm sure that every senior now can relate to that. Yeah. Um, and I, other than scheduling, I'd never really talked much with my counselor, yeah. uh, but that year I was in there a lot more asking for different scholarships, yep. things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, they do your exit interview plans, what you want to do after school. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'd always been a person who my friends kind of came to, to talk yeah. if there was something wrong, need advice, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also 
love planners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I get, again, with the nerd, the nerd thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I was just thinking more about what I actually want to do after school. And I had just kind of come to the conclusion that I really like all the different aspects of what school counseling has to offer. Right. Um, because it is a lot of administrative things. It definitely uh, is, yeah. Scheduling, yep. planning, um, future casting, things yeah. like that. But then it also has that um, human interaction mm -hmm. and pers like being personable with yeah. other people, helping kids um, and everything like that. So yeah. I was like, it's kind of the best of both worlds. Definitely. And I'm not going to lie, you also get summers off. Right, exactly. That's always <laughs> a perk. That's always a perk no matter so, what it is. Public educators. I know, yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> why are we even paid? <laughs> Can't believe it. Right. Uh, Sheesh. But molding, no, molding young so, so I have to ask, you know, you've, you were up, there with me at the high school uh, for a short stint, and then mm -hmm. you went back, or you went to the elementary side of things. Yeah. Um, which one would you prefer? Mm. I know, I know. Wow, that's a that's a real loaded question, um, <laughs> and I won't lie, elementary. Um, just so, it's also kind of interesting. I the whole time I was in school up until I did my school counseling internship, mm -hmm. I was like, I want to be a high school counselor. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like high school all the way. Definitely. I get to do scheduling, get to help them with what they want to do after high school, mm -hmm. all that. Um, but then I did my internship, and you have to do intern hours in all the levels, high school, right. middle, um, elementary. But And I just loved elementary. Like yeah. it, getting to go into their classrooms and doing um, like social-emotional lessons with yep. them, teaching them how to make friends and yeah. how to understand themselves and all that. And yeah. I just really I, liked it. I even think, you know, I ran into that that same thing, too. Uh, I did my student teaching at Wahama, and, you know, going into a high school class is completely different than going into a junior high classroom. You know, even even if it's a ninth grade classroom, even going into a seventh grade or an eighth grade classroom is night and day. Mm -hmm. uh, and I love junior high, and, like, whenever I applied to be a junior high teacher, they were just like, you're insane. <laughs> Like, no, but I can totally yep. see working at the elementary level, you have such an impact at an early age on these kids. And, and you know, I think I think school counselors, aside from special educators, I think school counselors are, are you know, uh, a godsend in themselves because they, they have to uh, deal, not deal, but, but cope with so many different <laughs> things. Um, you know, how, I guess... My next question would be, how do you handle a lot of these things that, that you that you deal with as a school counselor? I mean, are there certain coping mechanisms that you utilize, you know, when when dealing with these kids? Because there are times I struggle. Kids say some things to me, and I'm just like, oh. Throwing, throwing something heavy at you. Yeah, and, and, you know, I take that stuff home with me. And it's it's difficult at times to to kind of unpack these things once you're home and, and – uh, reflect on on other kids we we really have no idea what's going on behind closed doors with a lot of these kids you know so i mean how do you how do you tend to you know kind of take a load off when you get home from a long day yeah so in the counseling um program from the very first class that you take they really emphasize self-care yeah um and we have to write like journal entries of what we're doing for self care. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, this right here is hurting my self care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah. Um, and so I really, I just do things that I like when I get home. Right. I try not to take 
everything from the day home with me. Mm-hmm. And this year it hasn't been that bad. A lot of the kids, I mean, Roosevelt, the kids there are amazing. Right. Um, they are going through hard things yeah. and everything like that, but it's a lot easier. The good things and the positive aspects really overshadow right. um, the negative mm-hmm. aspects a yeah. lot of the time. Um, but I play The Sims when I get home. And <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Yes. Drink wine and sometimes beer. <laughs> <laughs> Drink wine and sim it up, baby. I love it. No, I mean, I, I think, I, you know, and I've always wondered that. You know, I've, I've talked to the counselors at our school and, and, you know, some of the stuff that, that just is said in that counseling office at times from some of the kids, it's like, man, how do you even deal with some of these things? Because, you, you know, it, it could it could take a toll on somebody, you know, having to go in every day. And, and I, I've always thought about that, too, with, like, psychologists and things like that that really have to sit mm-hmm. and listen to people's problems and, and you know, like I'd said before, unpack a lot of different things and, and right. care for these people. Uh, I, I can assume it would be it would be difficult. I've just always – that's something that I've really genuinely always just wondered. Mm-hmm. So. I think a lot of counselors and psychologists, they have their own counselors, yeah. psychologists, too. I, I don't – yet but right. this is also my first year um so i'm real fresh really? yeah. <laughs> the burn the burnout yeah. yeah the burnout hasn't you know hit me hit anything like yet. that i understand but there definitely are hard moments i remember in my internship i had to do um a suicide risk assessment yeah. with a third grader yeah and like you don't think about that no because no, i know a lot of people now they're like oh what do you do as an elementary counselor like read books and stuff. I'm like, I do read books. Yeah, yeah that is, I do read a lot of books. Yeah, there are books. But also I have to talk to young children who are dealing with very real and big emotions yeah. that they don't understand. Yeah, I mean, you know, Oof. we sit here as a state uh, or, or, or a region in the United States. What is, and and you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but like what is one of the most common issues you see with our with our kids nowadays? I mean, what what... I just kind of want to put it in perspective for our listeners. Like, what are what are children dealing with that that they may not think about on a daily basis? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, honestly, poverty yeah. in our area right. is yeah. one of the biggest things. Um, but I think something that's just impacted the kids, like mental health, like the biggest, just from what I've mm-hmm. seen, is being so constantly connected to yeah. social media and mm-hmm. media, just media in general. That's a good point. Um, because I mean, they're all they are constantly seeing images of perfection and um, other people doing great things all no. the time, but they don't also have that lens of it's fake, right? Yeah. Um, like people are only posting what's good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a great like, point. Mm-hmm. That's a really so good point. I think that that um, plays a lot into a lot of the anxieties that especially like high schoolers are feeling right now. Um, And some of the elementary school students, I have noticed it a lot, like in some of the older students um, who have their own phones or on their computer, video games, things like that. Um, They are feeling a lot of anxiety to perform and be perfect and have everything the right way. Yeah. I think that that's a big part of it. I think, I think a lot of kids face a lot of pressure nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, and just back when we were, <laughs> that was such an old geezer thing oh, to start out God with. Let me let me start that over. I mean, oh my when, God. when we were younger, when we were that age, I mean, media was kind of shoved in our face, but not at a twenty four seven. No, not like your tips. I mean, I can't imagine being third, fourth, fifth, sixth grader and just seeing that mm-hmm. 
idea of quote unquote perfection versus yeah. when I mean when we were in that grade, yeah. our idea of perfection was whatever was in time kids that they passed out on Fridays. My Pokemon card collection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The best. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe something that we saw on Nickelodeon or like, oh that, that, no, that's the life. But yeah. I mean now mm-hmm. kids are like scrolling up and down through Instagram and TikTok. TikTok. And they're just oh, like, TikTok. oh, this is what yeah. it's supposed to be, and I don't, I can't have that. And don't get me so. wrong, like I love TikTok and I love Instagram, right? You know, but it, it, it's it, it's different. We're, I mean, we're but that's we're a unique, adults, yeah. We, we can right. understand that. We know our standards. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That, that's uh, you know, I've had, I've had kids, you know, come to me about you know pressure from parents uh, to perform in the classroom. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I get things from parents all the time. You know, uh, why does so and so have a B? He or she's never had a B in their lives. Like, I get it, but it's okay to not have, not succeed. Yeah. I would have been that student. My mom wouldn't have messaged you. No, but you would have. I know you would have. I know you would (laughs) have. Mr. G, I went to your summer school. I've been in your class. I took night college classes for the past six months. Clarissa, sweetheart, you're at a 192% in my class. What what else do you want from me? It's got to be 200. It's got to be 200. Got to be 200, Coach G. Come on. Uh, so, um, so Roosevelt is a very rural school mm-hmm. in West Virginia. And uh, with that, diversity isn't really a thing. Right. Um, it's predominantly a white school. Mm-hmm. Um, how and in, in what place does... He, or do you think that the education system plays or should play in introducing diversity to students? Is that something that you guys try to do at your school or is that something that you wish could grow? So I do think it's something that we try to do in our school, Mm -hmm. but I also wish it was something that would grow more. Yeah. Um, I think that it's constant, but, um, I think introducing diversity, you can do that all the time. I mean, um, one of my friends, she is a middle school history teacher, mm-hmm. um, and she is, has been teaching like some black history this month um, as well. And one of her students had asked, um, they're like, why aren't we doing like more black history stuff? It's February. And she's like, well, black history is really American history. So we've been yes. learning about all of these things all throughout the whole school year. Yeah. Um, and so I, there's obviously all kinds of different ways to mm-hmm. like incorporate diversity Mm -hmm. like at the holidays um we i'm sure mostly everyone in our school was celebrating christmas Mm -hmm. but you know there are other holidays yeah hanukkah kwanzaa um and so i'm just me personally something that i do i just try to be aware of the language that i'm using um and so i did like a 12 days of winter kindness or holiday kindness or something um rather than just Christmas. Yeah. Um, just to use like inclusive language and things like that. Um, cause I don't know personally what every student is exactly yeah. or isn't celebrating, yeah. um, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So definitely, um, it's something that I think can grow more, yeah. but I think that our teachers do incorporate some things and they are working to help with diversity as definitely. well. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I said for sure. I know. I know. I was waiting. I was waiting on it. You know, at the end of the day, I hate you. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. I hate you. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, Clarissa, just starting out um, as a counselor at, at Roosevelt, um, is this, you know, do you see yourself sticking around Appalachia, West Virginia? Ooh. It's all right if not. I don't care. You got, uh, you got to start out somewhere. 
It's true. You do have to start out somewhere. And it's always going to be, you know, a part of you. That's true. Um, my immediate answer is no. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't foresee myself staying here for the long term. Yeah. However, I've never been opposed to living here. Right. Like, and even like settling down. Yeah. I think that mm-hmm. this is a great place to live um, and work. Yeah. Right now, currently, I applied in this area because my younger sister is a senior in high school. Right. Um, and I think a lot of times that's why a lot of people stay because family and definitely most community. Definitely. Yeah. Um, which I love those aspects of Appalachia yeah. and especially this area. Definitely. Um, but I mean, at least right now, like I'm single and I'm young and definitely. I was like, I could go anywhere. Yeah, you, know, like, you can. Literally you can. anywhere. You can. I also hate snow with a burning passion. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. staring at eight inches of snow outside. I'm yes. sorry. So this has been a really hard week. Yeah. It's <laughs> been terrible. It's been awful. It's been terrible. It snowed. It iced. No, I, you know, I, I understand completely. I think I think it's always good for, for people to get out uh, and experience mm-hmm. other things. But, you know, we, we always talk about, you know, people leave and then they end up coming back just because Appalachia is just that. Uh, it, it has that effect on people, yeah, man. It's just, like mm-hmm. once you're gone. Uh, you kind of miss what was there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's just. Definitely do. Yeah. Um, but I like what Crystal said last week. Like she kind of framed this in a, uh, the lady that we interviewed last week. She framed it in a completely different way than I ne- had never thought of. Like she doesn't like to label herself as Appalachian. Mm-hmm. She's from Appalachia. Yeah. yeah. So that way, like, I mean, yeah, she has that t- that close tie and that identity. However, she doesn't feel that she limits herself by only being Appalachian. Right. right. But she can relate back to everything that uh, had brought her up. I yeah. thought that was really cool. And I, I mean, that's a good way to look at things. No, I, yeah. I agree. I, I think the people first language. It, yeah. yeah. Important. Exactly. Mm-hmm. With all that said about being from Appalachian, kind mm-hmm. of like your goals moving forward, what does it mean to you to be Appalachian or from Appalachia? Honestly, I think it means to be like welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um. And I like to just have that as a personal goal. And I like to describe myself that way. Yeah. Like people are always welcome in my house or, and they're welcome to come to me with their burdens or their joys, Mm -hmm. anything. I think that plays a big part in me being a counselor as well. Like I, like my door's open. Yeah. My door to my office is literally always open unless there's a student in there. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that is one of my favorite things about Appalachia and mm-hmm. being from here is that people are really welcoming. Um, you can go over to your neighbor's house and ask for something. They'll help you out. You can put something on Facebook. Hey, I'm looking for this. Oh, and my gosh. Is that not 30, the truth? 30 people will respond <laughs> like, oh, I have one. Yeah. Or this is where you can find it. And That's a blah, great blah. point. Yeah. And, and they'll follow up. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. It's Most not definitely. just they're going to put it out there. They're going to check on you. Yeah. Um, where's the best place to get <laughs> propane during all this snow? And then there's like 80 recommendations. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. All the US oh, yeah. Did you find that propane? <laughs> right. And so it's just, it's like the hospitality and yeah. the welcoming. I think that that is. I do have one more question. And this is just for educators, teacher friends, or, or just uh, people um, out in the community, whatever. What what can we do as, as educators or as a society? I know, cried out. What 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 can we do to be on the side of these kids? I mean, you know, what what can we do to um, be there for our kids other than just, you know, being a physical body for our kids to just look at and and talk to? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, 
I mean, I think that a big part of it comes with speaking up when we see things that don't sit right with us that we know are wrong. Yeah. Um, maybe it's directly hurting a child or just with different things with like the legislation and th- everything like that. Definitely, yeah. Um, just using your voice, being an advocate. Um, advocating is one of the biggest parts of school counseling as well. Like advocating for our program at the school, yeah. um, for counselors and other schools as well. Right. Um, and then, I mean, apart from being a body, you know, yeah. I think that that also is a lot for kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be, like being there, right. them seeing you mm-hmm. um, and knowing that you hear them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when they talk, actually listen. Yeah. Don't just talk back at them, things right. like that. Like yeah. hear what they're saying. Yeah. Um, for me this year, we have a shortened school day right. um, because of everything going on with the pandemic and yeah. all of that. And so this is where this is also my first year. I was like, none of the kids know who I am. Yeah. Um, and so one thing that I made it a point of doing was going out to their recesses because yeah. um, they're doing recess like individual classes. Right. And so there's not just one recess and things like that. Yeah. So whenever I'm not in another classroom, I would go out to recess just mm-hmm. to like, be with the kids, Mingle hang around, out with yeah. them. Yeah. Um, because I think knowing that they have someone that's a support that's there for them and that they can really see, yeah. um, I think that that goes a long way. Definitely plays a big role. And, you know, it's like we've said in previous episodes that Clarissa hasn't listened to. Uh, I think it's important, <laughs> you know, that, that kids do have that person to talk to, that role model to look up to, because sometimes these kids don't, uh, don't especially – you know, they don't have that mm-hmm. at all times. So you are doing God's work. I'm just telling you that right now. Uh, I, I've known you for a long time, you know, since high school, things like that. Uh, I just remember little Clarissa freshman uh, <laughs> s- just chilling. Like, my thing is, Studying. you, you, yeah. <laughs> I just remember Clarissa in summer school uh, with straight A's, and there I was. I, I'm kidding. I had I had good grades. But I, I wasn't in summer school. <laughs> I was not in summer school. Uh, but no, I, I've. It's just you've always been the the kindest person uh, to to anyone. So you know you you are definitely in the right field. I feel like uh, it, it fits you for sure. Um, and and you were doing, like I said, you're doing God's work because I, I couldn't imagine doing it. Like I said, aside from special educators. Man, what, what an influence you have. You get these kids every day, uh, and, and you, you can put your thumbprint on their lives each and every day. And that, that's something that, that you can definitely, uh, that I definitely respect. So, Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for coming on. Larissa, thank evening. you very much. Of course, thanks for having me. No problem, no problem. That was a fun interview, man. Dude, I'm so it glad Clarissa was able to come out and talk. I to thought us. so too. You know, she braved the elements of <laughs> the snow and ice, which <laughs> she'll tell you in the interview. It just is like everybody heard, like she hates snow. She yeah, drove she through snow. and got here, and luckily and it, was, it was nice through Ohio from Galpolis because to the they, bridge. Yeah, <laughs> Ohio <laughs> does better. And then she hit apparently. the shit show. But yeah. you know, I'm glad she came in. And Clarissa, it's like I said at the end there at the end of the interview, like. 
Clarissa is is someone that is the most. I, I'm just from my perspective. I wish our listeners could understand this. She's the most genuine person I've ever met. Oh, she's uh, so friendly, very so nice. very friendly, very positive. Uh, she'll she'll. It's like she told you in the interview. She she'll sit and listen to uh, your your bad days and and rejoice with you in the good days. And that's just that's just the way she is. So, what a great person. A very good person. Nah. So, uh. I kind of hate to cut into this, but there's there's some stuff that's been kind of grinding our beards. <laughs> there have been a couple so, things, uh, yeah. Cody, what's grinding your beard, man? I think this morning, uh, Gabe and I, had, our families are in a group chat uh, mm-hmm. via text, and I was very passionate about uh, something that was grinding my beard, and it 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 takes its point in our West Virginia legislature. I'm very upset. Uh, just to put our listeners in my perspective and, and in my shoes, I've, I've worked my ass off to get my administrative degree uh, within less than a year. And I've worked really hard. You know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or, or throw this uh, pity party for me, but, you know, I, I've really worked my ass off to get this degree and uh something that's grown in my beard is our our west virginia legislature there uh ever since we've gone on strike i feel like there's been a vendetta against teachers because we have fought for what we needed not what we wanted but what we needed and now the west virginia legislature wants to throw a bill in session that people that are going for their masters, if it does not correspond with what they are teaching or what they already have their degree in, they will not get a pay raise. So, for example, I am an English teacher. If I don't get my master's in an English-oriented subject, I do not get my master. I don't get my pay raise. So... Which is a major incentive for educators in the state of West Virginia to stay in West Virginia. It is. So my biggest point in that being, you know, I I think of, you know, Gabe's wife, Alyssa, for example, has her degree in special ed. You know, she's a special educator. Just like you heard in Clarissa's interview, like Alyssa does God's work. It it is unbelievable what Alyssa does within her school, within itself. Uh, I could talk for hours about the things that Alyssa does, um, which Alyssa is also our producer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But if, if she wanted to go on and get her master's in math, and teach a math classroom, she would not get a pay raise for that. And to me, that that breaks my heart because there's an incentive. And and if you guys have ever paid attention attention to what Gabe and I speak, it is, you know, always try and better yourself and always focus on the process rather than the product, blah, blah, blah. And here we are, you know, focus on the process, the product, blah, blah, blah. The process is being screwed at this point by our legislatures and it, it, our legislators, and, and it it upsets me because well, yeah. here I am, and, and this is the point that I'm trying to make. And maybe the administrative degree doesn't affect the English classroom. Don't get me wrong here. Uh, maybe it doesn't, you know, necessarily coincide with the English 
classroom, but I feel like getting my administrative degree benefits me as a teacher because I understand how my school is ran. I understand how to lead, and I understand how to uh, affect my school in a different realm other than just being an English teacher. Yeah. Well, well, here's my issue with this. So this is starting in the West Virginia Senate, right? It is. Okay, so there's another bill that's starting in the West Virginia Senate that reduces the qualifications to become a teacher in the first place. Okay, Okay, so our state is essentially, from, from face value, is... Decreasing qualifications to become a teacher, but reducing incentives to bettering yourself as a teacher by limiting what an educator can gain a master's in. Yeah. Like, there, like I can go off and, I mean, several different ways. Well, let's go with it. I don't give a shit. Let's go with it. Let's say that you're a math teacher and you're like, well, I don't want to get a master's in mathematics, yeah. arithmetic. I, I, I want to get an MBA. And then, well, oh, oh, shoot. Well, what, what can a math teacher with an MBA do? Well, they can te- teach a lot of very pertinent life lessons You're to right. a student. I mean, but you look at <laughs> I where don't I'm even at. know how to elaborate no, on that. Uh, you look at where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I mean, and just from 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 an administrator standpoint, yes. But I'm and I try to like just broaden my views on like how this could affect well i'm trying to education broaden my views. Yeah. Let, let's take my let's take my position here and, yeah. and i'm an english teacher what do you want me to get a master's in creative writing that people already bitch about because i'm wasting oh uh, yeah oh, because yeah. because i'm getting a meaningless <laughs> degree yeah yeah what do you want me to get in english as a master's so our quote-unquote conservative like legislature yeah it, it is essentially fighting their own ideals but i think with they the, are with the with with they this, are with this bill but, and it just but my point no is and and i just i put myself in this in this position what do you want me to get my master's in to get this pay raise if it's an incentive like i'm gonna do it but what do you want me to get it in yeah what do you want me to get my master's in because i'm an english teacher already i'm a double major here's yeah. my point of view i'm a double major yeah. i have an english degree and i have an english education degree mm-hmm. what else do you want me to get my degree in I, I don't know same with say you're say are you're, you saying are you I'm a not, science teacher what but, if you want to get but a my master's? point is yeah. and i'm glad we're going on this my point is am i not qualified to teach english enough that i'm an english major yeah. and an english education so you'll major be a super english teacher that's my point rather than being like an english teacher that knows how from an administrative degree how a school works yeah and how the process works from an administrative point of view yeah and then you're going to be a better teacher because you can meet both of those angles. And it's bullshit. I oh, it is. It, it's it, bullshit. And like I was about to say, I'm like, let's say you're a science teacher. Okay. You've got a, a science background. You're a science teacher. You want to go ahead and get a master's in environmental science. Yep. Oh, but that's not that's not biology. No. That you're teaching in 10th grade. My point is, so, my point so is, wh- yeah. when, when we talk about the general public, okay, this is yeah. my point that I'm going to argue. When you want to talk about, about the general public, about bitching, about... You know, you know, Joe Biden's our president, and he's talking about, you know, we, we have talked about, I know he's not going to do it, but forgiving loans and whatever. Yeah. You know, people want to sit and they want to bitch, like, you shouldn't have got this, you shouldn't have got that degree. Yeah. Why'd you get yeah. that degree? Why are you getting a creative degree, creative writing? I don't know, because my state, I'm sorry, blurred that out. I, my state, because I'm passionate about this, I, I, my I state it. is I telling me to. Yeah. I can't get another degree and get a pay raise, whether... Unless it is dealing with 
my thing that I'm teaching. Yeah. I already have a degree in this. I have a double major in English and in English education. And you're going to tell me that I need to get another English degree for, to be able to get a pay raise? Yeah. I'm just passionate about, but but these same I'm very le- passionate the, about this. Well, the same legislators that are that are pushing this through are the same ones that will during their campaign be like, "Well, educators do need to be paid more." But currently, the only avenue to earn a pay raise in the state of West Virginia as a public educator is through getting a master's on top of experience. Don't get me wrong; you're right. Like yeah. there is an incremental increase, but it's not worth your while unless you earn your master's, which in the end does benefit the student. You're right. Period. You're right. Well, I, I, and here I, I am, and I'm just speaking from my per, from my perspective. Here I am getting my master's, and I'm just speaking from my point of view. Yeah, I'm getting my master's in administration. I'm learning how the school works. Yes, I'm learning the intricate parts of creating a schedule. Mm-hmm. I'm learning special ed and how to schedule special ed students. Exactly. I'm learning the intricates of a bell schedule. I'm learning all these things as a teacher. Who's to say that is not furthering my understanding? Well, that makes, that makes you a better teacher, period. It does. I, I just I just can't fathom. I, I can't figure out the thought process behind this other than maybe a retribution for the teacher strikes. I'll tell you what. And I'm not saying that. that I, hope that I, I hope that we get maybe an email or a call or a message for, from someone that is sponsoring this or that is voting in the affirmative for this type of bill and be like, this is my argument for this. Try yeah. to change my mind, please. Here's my thing, Gabe. I, I, I'm open. I will, we are I will very, we are very non-political. Yes. Very non-political. And Education here we are in a should position. Not be political. No. Education should not be political. No, should not. Education should not be political. Education should not be political. No, I agree. I agree. And here we are in a position to where people have been elected within our state, people that have been teachers, been in this position, and they are wanting to come at me and saying, I got to play the game. You don't have to play shit. You don't have to play any game. You know, we, there is no game. Politics, you are not a politician. The, you, you, if you want to run this, if you want to ride these coattails as, okay. and you want to be voted in as not a politician, then don't play the political yeah. game. Well, well, uh, he, here's my thing. Okay, I, I understand that there is a quote-unquote game to politics. I, I get you know, it, too. You know, I, I understand that, but... There are certain things that I feel like that an individual that runs for office on a certain platform should be willing to play the game for. I when, it, when it comes to education, I feel that should not be the game to play. No. And, and, and here's why. Are there things that could be that concessions could be made? Yes. Of course. 100%. Yeah. Yes. But when it comes down to... Well, we're dealing with a teacher shortage, a qualified teacher shortage in the state of West Virginia, but we have to play a game to make sure the teachers get the right master's degree. You them just to, said it. Yes. Why? Why is this a game? This why why are be we being game. pawns in a game? A game. Th- th- this yeah. is this is what I'm trying to get. At, is we shouldn't be toying with public education. Let we? me tell you something, yeah. I, and I want to make this clear to our listeners too. And and I I try not to get political. And I'm not getting political here. I'm just I'm just spitting facts. Yes. The public education realm has been the greatest, the greatest uh, experiment of the United within United States history. Outside of our democracy, our, yes. I'm just telling you, public education has developed the greatest lawyers, the greatest scientists, the greatest Dark. military men and women, oh, yeah. anything. 
our public education system has developed that. And here mm-hmm. we are as a state within West Virginia because we have people that want to privatize the, the side of education. Our, and president here we went, are. our president went to a state school. Exactly. <laughs> For and here we yeah. are. And hey. here we are. The, the senators that are in here developing this bill, developing this, backing this, our House of Delegates yeah. that are backing this, graduated for the most part from a public school. Yes. And they want to sit here and they want to talk some shit about public education. I know. That, I know. that is where I draw the line in terms of you lose all your validity. If you graduated from a public high school and you want to sit and yeah. you want to talk shit about our public education yeah. system, mm-hmm. you have no leg to yeah. stand on. Well, and, 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 and when your children are going to public education you're gonna, systems, you're going to sit and talk shit about it. Do not come and talk to me and yeah. tell me that you know what's best for our public schools. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I get very yeah. passionate hey. about this. And, and it's very understandable. Because it is bullshit. Yeah. Because when we sit here in Mason County, we have zero Christian schools in Mason County for the most part. Uh, No, not a single one. We did at one point. At one but point. But that failed. Yes. That failed. Well, it's it's not that it's a Christian school. It's a... We're, well, and I'll tell you one thing. I'm gonna take it Christian a step schools. further. I'm gonna take it a step it's further. Charter schools. Private schools were made because of segregation. Because once once the once the board went through, and and we're looking at you know the desegregation bill within the 1960s, like it was developed for segregation. People, white people did not want to go to school with black people. Was it disguised as religious liberty? And it was. It was. You're kind of blowing my mind right here. 100. Gabe, that, that is why those were designed. There were, there were times, and, I, and, and, and I may be wrong on my factual information, but I can tell you right now, there were times that, that black kids were not allowed to go to school, that did not go to school. White kids did not go to school either because they had to be segregated or they had to be desegregated with other colors. I'm just telling you. So That's why private schools, for the so, most part, were created. Hmm. I learned that in my, I learned that in my, your, your black administrative. Literature? No, I learned that in my administrative oh. degree. Like when I got that, <laughs> like that's where I learned that. Oh at. wait, so you learned something that's pertinent to today's White society. people in the South wanted to create their own schools. They created their own laws. They dictated who could attend these. They dictated who could teach these. They dictated who could do whatever they wanted at these schools. And here we are once again. Now we're if hiding, a charter we're, school, if a private charter school does not want dis, disabled kids to go to their school, they don't have to accept these kids. It's, it's private. But the bullshit part about all this is, is there, that public monies are going toward this. You cannot tell me there's such thing as a yeah. public charter school. Well, there's no such thing. It hasn't passed yet, and I'm hoping that... It'll pass. It, uh, and it hasn't passed yet, uh, but I, I love this passion. I'm very passionate. I know. Well, well, this is this should not be a political issue. If you guys get a chance, please talk to my man, Pastor Matthew J. Watts. Like, he makes it happen. Uh, I had a great chance to sit in with 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 Crystal Good and and Pastor and a couple other uh, big names there in in her Twitter space. And man, the 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 interaction that we had. That's where Pastor Watts came from. He said word for word, "I went." Uh, to to a to a segregated school. I was in an all black school. Like he experienced it. He's he's older than us. He experiences. He 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 went through it. And here we are as legislators 
trying to come through on this on this piece and say, you know, uh, you know, private schools are for everyone. They're not. Because when this first started, private schools were made for some that didn't want to desegregate schools. That's why private schools were invented in the first place. And that's what yeah. blows my mind is that we want to sit here and we want to we want to chime on this and we want to sit and 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 boast that that you know we need school choice and we need school competition. I'm all for school choice. I get it. You need you need to have that and you need to have you know um, the way a senator <clears throat> described it to me today when I talked to her on the phone was we need to have a STEM uh, a STEM school or, or a math school or this stuff like I get that. But what are they getting? That 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 we are taking away from in our public in our public realm, you know. I feel like that could be a whole other episode in itself, and, and it I will be. Like I'm I telling can, you, I, I, I can I can upset. go off on a few things. I'm there. very upset. I'm, for the, for the sake of time, I want to kind of reel that in. But let's push it all aside, man. Let's. Uh, I think um, let's end on a good note. Yeah, and you know what that good note is. You know what it is. It is a solid medium roast. It is. From River Roasters Coffee yes, Company it in Palmer, Ohio. I've, it's already roasting in there. It, it is. Like, I, I've got the beans grinding. Yep. Or, well, they've already been grinded. They've been ground. They, they are ground. The, the water's boiling. I'm about to do a solid pour over. Man, motorboating medium roast from River Roasters. Guys, if you have not had the opportunity to stop in Pomeroy, Ohio, you are missing out you on are. one of the best experiences, coffee-wise, food-wise, of any place throws a little culture into uh, a little more culture into Appalachia. Oh, definitely, especially within the Ohio Valley. I never knew what a brevet was until I went. I know, there. I know. I, they're they're a traditional Italian coffee uh, type of place. I mean, the, their their baristas are all professionally trained. They have great food, and I'm excited about their expansion. Guys, if into you get a roasting. chance, yeah. Get a chance, go back, listen to our River Roasters episode with uh, Larry and Candace, and yes, you'll yes. you'll learn for yourselves that these are stand up people with a stand up business. So, and, uh, and the right idea for Appalachia, man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, if you get the opportunity, we highly recommend that you check out River Roasters Coffee Company in Pomeroy, Ohio. Check them out on Instagram, Facebook, and in person. Yep, Cody. This has been a fun episode. I know we kind of dug into several different layers of several different things with we Clarissa, did. with education, uh, our 4,000 downloads, a little bit of everything, but it's it's been fun, man. Yeah, it, it, it's been a great uh, it's been a great episode, and, you know, I, I couldn't have done this without, man, I, you know, you and, and Andy, our sound guy. Like I just, Andy's the man. Dude, I, I'm serious, and our sponsors, too. I, I look across the table, and I see this brightly lit soundboard that we have yeah, that's just if it were not for river roasters man and, 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 <laughs> and visions we would not be able to bring a little and bit better it's, quality uh, of, it's, it's uh, changed the game so guys i, I appreciate you all uh, and i hope uh you know you guys keep up with the tears on our patreon that's coming out and definitely and i hope you guys see where we're coming from and, and eventually uh the video realm of things it'll be coming out soon too and it'll be fun i'm, I'm excited to do some too. video I stuff man I, I am i know andy uh has a lot of tricks up his sleeve in terms of video editing and whatnot like it, it's gonna be a good time so guys thank you all for tuning in this week 
This is Gabe Roush. Signing off with Cody Greathouse. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>